back to episode 145 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast, sponsored by Tito's Vodka. I am Mike. I'm here with my man, Grizz. Dude, we're back with more Stephen King, and it got even weirder than last week. (laughs) As if Maine couldn't be any fucking weirder, you go ahead and you bring me something that I have not seen before. And I must hey. say, uh, I am still at a loss for words about this movie. So, <laughs> you know, would Maine have to be the most haunted place in America when it comes to like fucking movies? Is that the only move, like the only state that just consistently has weird shit happening in it because of Stephen King? Yeah, it's all because adaptation. of fucking Dick. It's it's all his fault. <laughs> it's all because of Dick Bachman, aka Stephen King. Which this, uh, you know, the original novel of Thinner came out in the 80s it was released under the richard bachman pseudonym which i guess he didn't want anybody to know that he was writing weird gypsy horror stuff but you know what i think that shit's cool like to write stuff under some sort of pseudonym and it's like i mean uh, this this novel slash movie is very stephen king right like it's very you could feel the fucking I mean, the king going through you. He definitely used to just buy cocaine under the name Richard, uh, Richard Bachman. <laughs> that was like his street name. Oh, I'm not Stephen yeah. King. I'm 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 Richard. I'm just an eight ball. And he's like, you know, going to grab it and going back to his hotel room to black out and write crazy movies and shit. So like, I think he just forgot that you know. Oh shit, I'm supposed to be Stephen King now and not you know Richard Bachman. So I think that was pretty much how this whole you know fiasco happened. Dude, I gotta look up if. Uh, hold on, I, as we speak right now, I'm gonna look up if Maximum Overdrive was a Richard Bachman or a Stephen King. Uh, oh no, well, I can tell you see. who was on set. That's for sure. It was definitely Richard, you know, Bachman. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he only wrote a handful of things under Richard Bachman. Okay, uh, Maximum Overdrive was not, but he certainly acted like Dick Bachman making oh, yeah. that thing. So. Rage, 1977, Richard Bachman. Uh, The Running Man, 1982, Richard Bachman. Now, are you aware that The Running Man was a Stephen King adaptation? Did you know that? I I did not know that. I'm not not very versed in Stephen King. No, well, a lot of people don't realize that that was actually a Stephen King story. And to me, that's one of the best... 80s like what would you call that like action slash sci-fi alternate future you know that's that's one of the best fucking arnold movies that was ever made dick's pretty versatile man i don't think people give him enough credit you know dick can do it all he wrote all this other shit under richard bachman obviously he had stuff under stephen king but imagine nobody ever figured out that that was him that like they he wrote all he these wrote stories all like books in there. People were like, yeah. you know what? This this Dick Bachman dude's pretty great, but why doesn't he ever yeah. come around? Like I've never fucking why, seen. Yeah. <laughs> why did he stop writing stuff? He just like stopped one day. It's Imagine like, like <laughs> and all, and all the all right. So like in all the Stephen King's books, you look at the back flap, and there's like a picture of his dumb ass like sitting in nature and shit, right? <laughs> so like in all of the Richard Bachmans, it's like the same picture, but he has like sunglasses on. It's like no one. It's supposed to know that it's Stephen King. He's like, oh, it's not me. I have glasses. I don't know what you're talking about. See, like, if I was him, when, uh, you know, 
you're filming Creepshow, right? That's another Stephen King adaptation. I mean, not that it was a novel, but he wrote the screenplay or the story, whatever. And he plays Jodie Verrill in that, right? In that, you know, where the weird alien grass is taking over his body. Yeah. Imagine he was. Imagine he was billed as Richard Bachman there instead of Stephen King. Like that's, that would have been awesome to me. That's really what he should have did. He should have like saved the, the the dick name for his screen work, and then kept you know because we all know, dude, Stephen King cannot be this guy's real fucking name. Even that name is a joke. You know, I, I imagine his real name is like, you know, Bert Stevens or some shit. And he's like, I need a better name than Bert to be a fucking writer. So he Dude, comes you up hear with Stevens really with funny? the PH. So you said like it has that stupid picture of him on the back, right? Always <laughs> like all these. Aw- Dude, <laughs> yeah. what the fuck is it with novels and like books that they have to put a picture of themselves? Imagine every band like CD, album, whatever on the in like the inner flap or the liner notes. It's a picture of the band. Imagine yeah, some bands is <laughs> some bands do it. No, obviously some bands do it. I think it's a, a very majority... conceited thing where it's especially for an author to do it, where it's like, I need you to see this fucking face who wrote this beautiful <laughs> piece of work you just read. I need to look yeah, at these fucking to, face to, right here. <laughs> I need you to whack your bag to this picture. All right. Jesus Christ. But the photo that they used for Richard Bachman was actually Kirby McCauley, who was Stephen King's literary agent. So he just used his fucking, like, agent's picture for it. Imagine. I'm still saying it would have been way better if it was just Stephen King in, like, sunglasses and, like, a, a bandana. <laughs> it's like, Wait, I, Let's see if this adjusts. Oh, my God. Looks what like a Lance boring Hen- ass, yeah. It looks like Lance Henriksen here. Looks like fucking that asshole who runs Full Moon Entertainment. <laughs> He who shall not be named. I'm not even gonna say right? his name. He who dwells in the in the corn or whatever. That's the thing from Children of the Corn, right? It's like he who dwells beyond the That's rose. Like the, the, the one from behind the rose or some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Only only that one is uh, he who shall not be named is he who he who uh, walks beyond the scams, right? <laughs> okay, so Thinner is a 1996 movie that made about a million bucks was made for like 14 million around there we got joe montagna most famous for being mentioned in the water boy probably not his own fucking movies but uh Uh, excuse me most famous for water boy Uh, yeah dude dude most famous for airheads fuck that man for sure everybody knows Joe Montana wasn't whatever. No, I didn't say Joe Montana. I said Joe Montana. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that is a great line in that movie, I will say. But, dude, airheads, if it's too loud, you're, you're too, too old, old, right? That's my man? right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny about that? Like with us, it's like we're fucking half deaf at this point. Yeah, so I you can probably anything. make things. <laughs> you have to turn it up for me to hear. <laughs> when when we re- yeah, when we record this podcast, we gotta really be uh be cognizant of like audio levels coming from the headphones because we're blasting baby (laughs) (laughs) but you know thinner took years to make tom holland who you would know as the director of child's play who actually wrote class of 1984 which i didn't know that until i looked it up today so you know i just watched it on the joe bob briggs last drive-in and that movie is a literal classic when it comes to 80s like what would that be considered like it's not a teen teen movie obviously it's not really a horror movie it's not really an action movie i mean uh, yeah 
I mean, especially the cover it's of it. It's got like piece, the four punk kids. Kind of, you know, it's just like <laughs> it encapsulates the moment of the 80s. I, dude, I want to know where the fuck that encapsulated. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm just finding but, out now, too, that Richard Bachman is not the only name that this uh, this man has used. Really? Have you heard of uh, John Swithin? Wow. <laughs> what, what a name. A name. That, is, that a pi- is that a pirate? <laughs> Was he sailing the seven seas? It's the, he's a main pirate that uh, <laughs> can be seen every August if you go up to, to Bangor and you ask for uh, <laughs> me Swithins and you get to meet uh, you get to meet him. It's, it's, it's a great time for the kids. So somebody that's already from up north, you're, you know, obviously in northern New York State, or what's that considered? Western New York? I'm Western. Right? Yeah. A lot of people will call it upstate, but fuck them people. It's Western New York. <laughs> fuck me, right? Uh, that will always be upstate. If you are literally more than 10 minutes out of uh, Manhattan or any or the Bronx, <laughs> you are upstate New York to me. So have you ever been to Maine? Yeah, I've been to Maine. Like a, it's beautiful. It, it, so it's like a beautiful place, right? Like it's rich people probably live in there, like nice, scenic. I mean, it depends on the area. I mean, there's also a lot of like off-grid people that live there. There's a lot of like people that own a lot of land. It's Honestly, if I could live in any states, it would either be Vermont or Maine. They're just, there's so much open land and, and it's beautiful, man. Like some of the most that, scenic spot you could ever imagine. People like us, we love the solid, the solitude, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get me out in the woods by myself in a cabin and... I'm good to go. I don't need anything. You just, just don't want to Wi-Fi so we just... can do this podcast with you guys every week. <laughs> no, I'm gonna come pick you up once a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna come trek into the woods like I'm fucking in the Legends of the Hidden Temple. You really see fucking uh, Grizzly Adams out there. I've never been to Maine. You know that was always something that like I feel like older people like would go like oh we're gonna go to Maine we're gonna go to Lobster Fest or some <laughs> shit you know what I mean I think that's a Red Lobster thing but like I I never had the urge i guess you could say to be like hey you want to go to maine instead of fucking california or something colorado or something like that that never crossed my mind but after like reading into all this shit and stuff and the stephen king stuff we've been doing stephen king stuff that we have done i feel like i have to go just like i have to go to rome italy just to pay respect to fucking lucio fulci uh, maine is is like the colorado of the east coast I think that's it's like Colorado without the deserts and maybe the mountains. So it's not like Colorado at all, really. But it's really cool, man. Like (laughs) you could do cool shit like rafting and like you could see moose and stuff. Like wow, I went rafting. It was a great time. Like wow, see, I didn't know you were. Dude, I didn't know you were so. uh, You know. I guess outdoorsy, yeah. you know. I mean, you you look like you belong in the woods. Like, exactly, you look like the Unabomber, it's fitting but, because I enjoy doing things in the woods. <laughs> yes, for the for the first time in my life, I don't really have a long beard, so I could call him like a fucking hippie or something like that, right? Like, oh, Mount Grizzly Adams over here. Oh, there it is, Mister Grizz. <laughs> by, by July, I, when I see you in person again, I expect there to be a giant beard back. So it shouldn't it shouldn't take you now, too long. Dude, I, I'm I'm sticking to the Rick Rude mustache from that one. That's pretty mean. I'm, like, I'm not gonna lie. I, yeah. I'm a little jealous of it. 
I'm gonna tell you guys a trick. If you ever wanna, if you ever wanna rock a mustache and not look like a pedophile, weigh over 200 pounds. It works. <laughs> yeah, it definitely helps. The stronger you are, the worse it comes across. And the thinner it is, the worse it is as well too. Thinner. <laughs> Don't wear a mustache unless you could really grow a fucking mustache. All right. We're looking at you, Forrest. We're looking at you, Forrest. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We see you with the pencil and the stencil. Come on, buddy. <laughs> we heard you use just for men to make it look thicker, but you know that's just a rumor. We still love you. Uh, you know what? I know we're doing Stephen King's Thinner right now, but there was something that you wanted to talk about before. You have been so fucking amped for the last two days. Lay it on me, baby. Dude, and it's it's crazy because there's been so many fucking mixed reviews about this particular movie. It's the only movie that I've been excited about seeing for in years, dude, because everything's just been shit. And it did not disappoint me at all. I watched fucking Mortal Kombat yesterday <laughs> and it blew my fucking mind. I am so excited about this movie. I'm going to watch it probably another... 10 times before my HBO Max subscription ends this month. <laughs> Your fucking free trial. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, I'm going to move on. But, dude, I, I was not disappointed. I got to know what was your, your feeling on it. Okay, I'm going to say to everybody right now, spoiler alert, I want you to watch this movie. I really don't want to ruin this for you. So I'm going to leave like five seconds of blank space for you to go watch the movie, skip over, come back. You know, I, I really want you to watch this. So hold on. <laughs> Time to ruin the fucking movie yes, for everybody that's, else. That's, that's, that that's didn't fast forward. Thing, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anybody who th saw this movie and is saying that either the first one or Annihilation was better is literally a fucking moron. I do not know what you're expecting. You're watching it with nostalgia goggles on. You probably weren't even alive for the first Mortal Kombat to see it in theaters or whatever. <laughs> so please, you know, fucking spare me. If you didn't own it on Sega or fuck the Super Nintendo because you, I mean, first of all, Super Nintendo is my favorite retro system of all time. But, but the gore no restriction. Blood in that game. Exactly. Fuck that shit. But, dude, this movie was awesome, man. The, the Sub-Zero character, the fucking uh, Scorpion character. How awesome was literal Samurai Scorpion in this shit, dude? dude that's Are the you thing fucking too. kidding me? The, 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 you fucking the kidding beautiful me? backstory, the amazing, like the, the, the fucking outfits that they gave these guys, which incorporated like what you were used to from the video games. But also incorporated like traditional Japanese and Chinese like real armor, like yeah, legit dude, armor, real fucking cool. And so like I see a lot of people talking shit about this new character that they had to add this Cole character because he's not somebody from the game or from history. And at first I was a little put off by him also, but dude, I totally get it now. And like by having this new character, it allows people who are not familiar with this franchise to have the ability to attach to the story, to have some understanding of what's going on and get into the story yep. without being yep. a diehard fan. It's a great yep. introduction piece. And I think that the Cole character is just going to develop in the sequel because definitely they, there's, there's no Johnny Cage in this movie, just so everybody knows. Uh, he's going to be in that fucking sequel. Because yeah, well, the they, they actually have it. Yeah. That fucking dude, poster. I was Hollywood. so psyched. So I hope the Miz plays fucking Johnny Cage. Dude. Oh they my have to god, have I could totally him. see that. How sick would that be? 
But dude, the Cole character was great. He was likable. He, it was believable. Like it was cool. Dude, the tie-in with Scorpion with him is fucking great. He, he's a descendant of Scorpion. He's like down the lineage. He's part of the bloodline. But dude, are you fucking kidding me with the dude that played fucking Liu Kang? Are you fucking kidding How me? How ripped was that motherfucker, dude? Oh my, dude, he legit looks like Bruce Lee fucking flexing. Legit the best Liu Kang you will ever fucking see in a movie. Awesome. I saw people awesome. saying that he was like such a huge... Yo, Liu Kang was one of the best characters and they gave him this soft fucking pussy guy to play him. And I'm like, what are you talking about? What? Like, dude, this he's dude a monk. He's like perfect. a Shaolin monk, basically. Yeah. Kung Lao. Are you fucking kidding Another me? Great. That dude was... I never liked Kung Lao in the games. Never played as Kung Lao in the games. Same. Dude, one of my favorite fucking characters in the movie. Are you fucking kidding me? The way, dude, when he fucking kills the fucking bitch with the fucking Ugh. hat. Are you kidding me? The fucking Are you kidding me? Blade. Are you kidding me? So good. Dude, this movie, I, sw I, I am telling you people, like, I don't know if you could tell in my voice how I'm speaking right now. As, as a video game person that I love video games, I fucking collect older video games. I don't post about it, but I, I buy this shit. I have a fucking Super Nintendo. I have a Sega. I have a Sega CD. I have a Nintendo 64. I have every PlayStation. I have every Xbox. I got everything. This movie was one of the best video game movies I've yes. ever fucking seen in my life. And if you say otherwise, please debate me. Come on, message me. Seriously. Dude, I want to know why you I think this is... Kano. Holy fuck. His character is hilarious I, and amazing in this movie. Dude, I, the Kano, you know how many times I laughed out loud? Dude, literally, so funny. Literally laughed out loud because of this character. Get the fuck out of here with that. It was awesome. Dude, Looked Mike, like seriously, if, also. If, if you were like a Kyle. warrior person, <laughs> that's you. Like, that's the I'm fucking Kano, character bro. that you would be. 100%. <laughs> like a, what do when he gets the laser eye? He's like, I got fucking lasers. It's better than your pussy fireball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pussy has fireballs or some shit. <laughs> Dude, Dude, his he, attitude he, is he, just great. It's perfect. Every time I saw him, I thought of fucking Kyle. Yeah. Dude, legit. Dude, 100%. Fucking be beta addiction. <laughs> Look him up on Instagram. He does kind of have... He totally has that same a similar vibe. Dude, everything, I was like, holy shit, this is fucking Kyle. Kyle's got to put the cooler sausages away and start lifting some weights because he could be this dude in no time if you put a little work 100%. into it. 100%. Check out his uh, Instagram profile. Beta Addiction has a fucking great beta collection. Well, he has a great VHS collection too, but yeah. beta underscore addiction. Check him out. Seriously, he looks like Kano. Call him Kano, actually. Just tell him that his name is Kano. But you guys, watch this movie. Like support it any way you can honestly i'm i have full intentions of of taking the fucking chances and going to see this motherfucker in imax because i need to see this and i need to experience that because it has to be epic man like the sound in imax of like these bone breaks and shit it's just gonna be so good I, I have to hear brutal it. dude jacks the dude that played jacks better oh he has those wimpy arms, and then he, when he fucking finally figures out his shit, he's got these giant fucking... Uh, uh. I watched Kong, uh, Godzilla vs. Kong on HBO Max, and I watched this. I enjoyed this more. I enjoyed, yeah, I enjoyed more Mortal enjoyable. Kombat more. Yes, 100%. 
I want, we will do a full episode on this fucking movie. I swear to fucking God, we're going to record. Yeah, I, I think we'll do it soon. We, too. we need like, to, this, this, I say this week, we fucking record a full episode on this. Cause Anthony watched it also. Yeah. And he, you know, we'll see what he thinks, but I, I loved it as I mean, a horror fan, as like a weird action fan, low budget thing. There's plenty of gore. Exactly. This has something for everybody. It's not a kids' movie. That's nah, for fucking sure. We're gonna talk about this There's all no, day, I think. So yeah, I, I look look for something in the very near future. On, on, yeah, on the we're gonna Mortal record Kombat. this very soon. Okay. So back to thinner. I don't know how we're gonna uh, beat the enthusiasm <laughs> that we just had, but you know what? Let's just hit the trailer and we'll go into the movie and we'll get things started. Did you weigh yourself? 297. Billy, you were 297 last week. It takes some time for these diets to work. For Billy Halleck, life is sweet. Maybe I gotta rub the Buddha! Bigger is better. I hate it when you do that. No, you love it. And too much is never enough. Winning! Winning! You've gotta stop eating like that. I can't help it, Heidi. All I think about is food. But tonight, all of that will change. You kill my daughter and I curse you. Sinner. From the best selling novel by Stephen King comes the new shape of terror. This diet you're on, what is it? I don't think you'd like it, Henry. You're being erased. Fear the power. That old gypsy put a curse on me. It's all your fault if you hadn't hit that old lady. Beware the danger. This is getting out of hand. This has been out of hand, and I'm just the guy to put it back. Believe the curse. Please, take it off before this goes any further. I never take it off. Stephen King's Dinner. More terror. Less filling. Thinner, the 1996 Stephen King slash Richard Bachman slash Tom Holland gypsy horror. I'm not going to say classic because a lot of people do not like this movie. I personally do. This was the first time you watched it, so we're gonna get your. I have an opinion, one way or the other, man. I, I, like, like my girlfriend asked me, like, "Oh, what are you watching?" And I, and like, I know I told her, and I came out when I was done watching it. She's like, "Oh, what do you think?" And I'm like, "Man, I don't fucking know. Like, it's not something that I hate, but it's something I would watch again for sure." Yeah. Well, you know, do you want to try? You know what? Before I give a synopsis, I want you to try to give me a synopsis right now. All right. So this is a story all about how an obese man is cursed by a gypsy due to the fact uh, of his uh, killing of his daughter. And <laughs> what unfolds is pure mayhem. So I think that's actually a pretty good synopsis. That's really it. Guy guy is careless, kills somebody's uh, daughter who is the, the age of a grandma. But you know what can you do? Uh, and after that, he gets cursed by this gypsy, and it's all downhill from there. I 
think that the premise of this movie slash story, whatever you want to say, is awesome. I think this could be remade in 2021 and still be awesome. So the whole thing with like, you know, gypsy curses, that really doesn't happen in many movies. That's not really a, a largely done thing. Like the Wolfman, right? Isn't that like a gypsy curse oh, thing yeah, or true. some? I'm trying right? to think Isn't of like that some my favorite. Like my, I think my favorite gypsy curse movie is Drag Me to Hell. That that's yes. fucking great. And that I've, that definitely has, like, I guess ties to this. Like you could tell it's kind of like an homage in a, in some sort of way, where like the the gypsy caravan and or people were done wrong by somebody else. You know what I mean? Like a normal member of society, I guess you could say. Not that, you know they're not normal but you know like the average person fucks over one of these people and they end up paying for it with their life well more than their life you know what i mean and one thing that i learned while doing research for this first of all we're gonna say gypsy a lot gypsy is a not it's not a accepted term for them they're romani travelers whatever but i'm telling you it's going to be a little easier for you to say dude you're kind of fucking offending me with how much you're saying it a little bit dude, as, you want, as somebody you want, whose heritage is is part armenian well you want you want to really have your mind blown that i never put two and two together and i just like realize this now you know when somebody says oh i got gypped uh, yeah that's uh you, pretty offensive there buddy <laughs> Dude, I had no idea that that came from gypsies. Yeah. That that was a whole thing. I had no fucking clue. I mean, to and be now fair, when I, think I, I guess, I mean, it's, it's a stereotype of, you know, because these people were known as travelers and swindlers and stuff that were, you know, sometimes they would be magicians and stuff like that that would use their magic to, and some people would think to, to steal money or to trick people out of their money and stuff like that. So I guess I understand the connotations of, you know, the, the stereotype and stuff like that. And, but yeah, I guess that, that is true. Gypped. I guess that's uh yeah, that's where it comes from. Ouch. And now here, here's a thing that like, when I was, I was thinking about this, like people are like, Oh, like what's like, people use the word gypsy. Like it's a good thing. Like, Ooh, gypsy life, all that shit. When really it's like, that would be the same as saying like, Oh, I'm a carny. You know what I mean? It's the same exact type of thing where would you ever go to a, like somebody that works at a carnival like that and call them a carny to their face? Oh yeah. Probably totally. not. You would? Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, no way. I'm not fucking Are you with kidding dude, me. You wouldn't call a carny dude, a carny? Dude, that's play with fire, man. The ones that I've dealt with here, <laughs> that's play with fucking fire. You don't know what the hell might happen. Dude, I might get stabbed by the guy that lives down the block. Never mind the guy that's traveling. You gotta follow it up with a joint. You gotta be, yo, Carney, what up? And then you gotta pass up a joint. That's how, you know, other than that, you're gonna get stabbed. Do any of our listeners work for a traveling carnival? See, now, my great grandfather actually rode a motorcycle in the, what do they call that, the velodrome or whatever? Dude, your grandpa like was the a, dome rider? Great grandfather. Early, Yo, early he adopted. He was a badass. Dude. Motherfucker was hard as fuck from West Virginia. Not going to say where because it's still one of the worst places in America. <laughs> but, you know, dude, dude was nuts. And I could say if you called him a, you know, a carny or whatever, I've never met the guy, but 
you know, in my family, if you call it, we would laugh at that. <laughs> but, you know, you some other people take it very seriously and I don't blame them. But, you know, that's they love that life, dude. They you know, love that life. I'm sure we have some great, like really, really great gypsy ass carnies that listen to our show. And I want them to know that I love them and that I think that their profession is fucking cool. Because they get to travel oh. around doing whatever the fuck they want, meeting cool fucking people. And any carny I've ever met has been a pretty happy dude. Maybe it's the drugs. <laughs> I don't know. But they seem pretty psyched about stuff. Dude, I've seen the fun house. I ain't fucking around with that shit. You might have to deal with fucking Gunther one day. I will tell you this. I will never ride a carnival ride because look who the fuck is operating that. No? Dude, you're never going to chug six beers right before you go on to the fucking Gravitron and puke as soon as you come off. Yeah, well, fucking Joe Dirt's <laughs> over there fucking running it for you. <laughs> dude, the one dude and Joe Dirt, when he's running the fucking not the like he's running the game and he's spraying it with the Pam. With the, oh, my God, dude. Oh, yeah. Keep you, trying, I, sir. Today's not your day. Keep <laughs> That's so I, one of my favorite movies so, of all time. So so you want to hear a good uh, like carnival story? Like for me, me, at least. All right. So we always had the carnivals where I live in New York. They would set up in like the, you know, Tri-County flea market parking lot or whatever. <laughs> and it's it's like a normal street fair. It's yeah. a, it's more of a street fair than anything. Right. Like you go in the San Gennaro feast or whatever. Yeah, like Rosa games now, and shit. And now, dude, I've been to the ones in like backwoods, Pennsylvania, because, you know, that's that's where my new my new my family lives now and all that so shit. now you're talking like, about we always like went there. my neck of the woods my kind yeah, of we're talking <laughs> we're talking like rural carnival like in a fucking mud field and everything mm. so normally you play the ring toss game right and what do you win when you do the ring toss like you win a you know a teddy bear maybe like something stupid a goldfish or some shit yeah, right like goldfish dude this rural carnival that I went to, we were playing the fucking ring toss and you were throwing the rings onto fucking knives and you were winning knives as you did this. Hell I was yeah. like fucking 10 years old winning a fucking giant knife. My cousin's like a buoy knife. fucking doing it. Dude, my cousin <laughs> won like a survival fucking 12 inch like Rambo <laughs> knife. They were giving them to us. We were winning them and they were just handing these Here knives go, over kitty. to us. And we couldn't, <laughs> dude, we couldn't believe it. That was the literal most like fucking unreal thing to me as like a New Yorker where Dude, you carry a pocket knife and a cop pulls you over or like fucking oh, pats yeah. you down, you get arrested. Like they don't give a fuck. But dude, cool as fuck to me. I'm down for that any day of the week. Yo, the one booth, <laughs> whenever there was a carnival when I was a kid that you had to hit up was the fucking poster booth with the darts. And you'd fucking oh, you'd hit yeah. the poster that you wanted. And sometimes they'd even give you that stupid little fucking four by four like little picture with the glass that everyone used to grow up and do cocaine off of in their teen years and shit. <laughs> I mean, maybe that was just me. I don't know. But like, fucking, dude, I had to Wait go get second, the poster. Dude. I had a six Shania Twain poster from there. Oh, that was the best. Hung that bitch dude. up right in the room. Everybody knows you rural kids were doing ketamine off that thing. You were getting the horse tranquilizer, right? <laughs> <laughs> fucking ended up in a fucking well somewhere. <laughs> so thinner is... Uh, a movie about a gypsy curse planted onto this like small town, but a big shot lawyer, right? Connected to everybody. 
the, he ends up hitting this guy's daughter on accident. He's getting a blowjob as he's driving. He's, and he's distracted. <laughs> his wife's giving the old road herd. Yeah, it, it was a legit accident, but he sh- he was apparently drunk because they were partying before. But the cop that was on the scene didn't breathalyze him. The judge gave him the benefit of the doubt. Didn't even go to court. Didn't even go to trial, I guess I should say. It was just ruled an accident. And this is a cause for some Romani justice, right? And the king of the gypsies, and I'm not the talking about fucking, what's his name? The hell's his name? The boxer. <laughs> the king of the gypsies? Yeah, who's the fucking gypsy keg? He's like the champion right now. I swear to God, dude. Are you fucking with me? Are you? Fucking- no, I, no I, I swear to God. Tyson Fury is the king, is the gypsy king. Dude, that's his... Yeah, that's his fucking nickname, I think. That's horrible. I swear to God. I'm uh, yeah, well, he, dude, he's gigantic. He's like six foot nine, two hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah. But uh, you know, their I guess elder or whatever. Fucking I think his name's Lem- Lemke. Yeah. Right? He he curses this uh lawyer by touching his face. He says, Thinner. Right? Because mind you, the lawyer has huge weight problems. He's on a diet that he can't fucking succeed at. Yep, he's a big chubby guy. And you also have the cop who gets touched. Do they say what his thing is? No, right? But I'm pretty sure it's like elephantitis or some shit. Yeah, it's like some sort of weird cancer. Yeah, and he he blows his brains out eventually. Also, we have to mention that this is a prequel to Super Troopers. Because oh yes, because he's a cop and he's oh also the God. fucking cop and super. Troopers. He's the chief. So the chief of super troopers is actually the cop that ends up getting <laughs> cursed in this movie. So if you <laughs> enjoy his character, there, I was like, oh shit, he, and he looks the same. He, he doesn't identical. look any different. It could be yeah. him like the same day. Yeah. <laughs> and then you have the judge who is touched, and he says lizard, right when he's cursed. And he starts growing scales and all this shit. Twisted, man. He looks fucked up when you see him later. I think he got it the worst out of everybody. I think he has it worse than fucking... Oh, totally. He's like a fucking lizard, dude. (laughs) Like, the one dude's like, you know, blowing up with like, you know, fucking crazy elephant man disease and shit. But like, he doesn't look like a fucking lizard, bro. Like, that dude's crazy looking. Yep. Our, Our main lawyer guy is Billy. And, you know, he was, I guess you could say, at fault for killing the daughter. But really, if you watch it, he's kind of not innocent, but not really. I don't think he deserves the fate that he was fucking handed. He he had nothing to do with the cop lying and not breathalyzing him. He had nothing to do with the judge basically letting him off. He never asked. You know what I mean? He was sh- he was all nervous. He was showing up for it to take whatever judgment was going to be laid upon him. Dude, I have a lot of like internal battles with like who I blame for a lot of this shit in this movie because like <sighs> I've been a fat dude for a long time and like dieting sucks, man. So like I get like, you know, th- like you know being a bigger dude and like wanting to lose weight but also like really oh, enjoying yeah. food and dude he's harassed the whole movie and his wife the is whole just movie he's fucking harassed. riding his balls dude about it and she's like i get like his wife wants him to be healthy but she's like doing it in like a way that's like not constructive to like him actually losing weight it's like yeah. a really unhealthy way of that of that 
the whole relationship is just very unhealthy. So like yeah. the pressure from that is just forcing this dude to fucking eat behind her back and shit like that, obviously. So like, but this whole thing with like him getting the blowjob and like he wins this case, they're out celebrating and he's eating all this food and like she's like trying to basically like be like, yo, I want you to lose weight still. Maybe I can like, you know, suck your dick and then I'll make you a fucking not eat a cheeseburger <laughs> tomorrow or something. So like she's really kind of like putting all this pressure on him and like she's the one that initiates the blowjob in the car that is like seriously distracting. Not that I would ever know what that is you know. <laughs> but, but like so like who do you really blame in this situation do you blame this dude who is like trying his best and like you know he's a fat guy he can't help it and like his wife is busting his fucking balls and now she's sucking his balls while he's driving and like this, you know he can only take so much dude i don't i feel fucking bad for the guy in the beginning i really do so one thing i noticed is like when he is fat they're saying shit about his weight when he starts losing weight, they're saying shit about that too. He can't, he can't win. win. And he, he says that in the movie too. Like, I can't fucking win. The whole time, she's cheating on him with the doctor too. So, okay, is that a reality the- or is that fucking not a reality? Like, no, I, there's that's no concrete. Real. Like, they, they allude to it. See, that's what the other thing I'm questioning the whole time. Like, is she to fucking blame because she's fucking the doctor? Or is this like a delusion of his, like, weight loss that he's like oh man like i'm going through this rapid weight loss i think it's a curse they don't believe me like maybe they're genuinely concerned about him and they're like you know trying to help him but he's seeing it as like oh they're fucking which maybe they are fucking i don't know dude i'm very confused about a lot of things in this movie obviously so you know what seals the deal for me when it comes to the whole argument of are is she cheating on him or not the last scene of the movie when he shows up when when yep and he's like oh uh, you weren't supposed to be home. You know what I mean? Like he's, he looks surprised and not in a way where like, if I was trying to help you, Oh, I would I'm look glad to see you kind of a thing. He, he looked like he was there to, to, you know, plow the fields. And, mm-hmm. uh, this guy standing there and you, you could kind of tell the way that they're sitting, the way that like Mike is holding her hand sometimes or has his hand on like her lap or whatever. The way he pulls his hands off when like he walks in the room and shit. I definitely picked up on that too. Exactly. And I feel like she never takes partial responsibility either. You know what I mean? Like she just kind of blames him. She, like I said, she initiated the whole fucking the BJ in the car. That was the main distracting issue. Like, if the dude wasn't getting his fucking dick sucked, he wouldn't have hit this lady. Like, let's be real. Like, he would have been paying attention more. He was looking down and shit when it happened. So, I mean. And, you know, granted, he was drinking, too. So that's 100%. You know, if you're drunk driving, 100%. And he has a responsibility for letting him, letting his dick getting sucked. I mean, he could easily be like, hun we're driving like like this isn't fucking safe i could kill somebody like let's do this at home like give me five fucking minutes to get yeah. home that's the whole thing where like does i mean he he killed somebody he oh, fucking yeah. killed somebody so like does but does being tortured like that does the punishment match the crime you know what i'm saying i it's like it's tough because at the base of that no i don't think it does but i think because of the fact that there was no true justice for the death of her because like he was lying about being distracted because his friends covered it up 
the, the judge covered it up for him and all this shit. I think that's kind of what tips the scale in the other direction to being like, you know, it, 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 there is some unjust things happening here. So maybe uh, the, the curse is pretty hardcore. So I don't know if it's that that's that's e equivalent, but they do deserve something because they get off scot-free with fucking killing this old lady. I, I agree with that, that there was no actual repercussions of, you know, the crime that was committed. But to me, he seems genuinely like, sorry, like he, he doesn't, he's the only he's one. He's not joking about it. Everybody's saying jokes about it, fucking around. And he never once says that, like, you know, it's, it's, it was funny at all. Dude, even, at the, even at the breakfast the whole table, time. like the morning after it happens, like the daughter is questioning both of the parents of it's to like, well, what's going to happen? Are you going to get off? And he's like, oh, you know, trying to be realistic about it. And the, and the wife is like, there's nothing for him to get off of. There's nothing was wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. And like, she's so adamant about like the innocence of the whole situation where he's the, like you said, he's the only one taking it with any kind of sincerity and who has any kind of remorse. So I feel like, you know, he does probably not deserve how harsh of a curse that he gets i i do agree with that i don't think he deserves it as much as the other people in the town the like wife the deserved judge, a fucking curse dude oh. she's the bitch well she does get it eventually at the end but like the judge dude the whole time he's saying derogatory shit he's trying to get the gypsies like thrown out of the town to begin with when they're not hurting anybody they were just setting up to do their carnival thing or whatever and he and then like the officer you know, does. He's the saying, officer fucking kicks them out. Oh yeah, because just because they're different or whatever, because they're gypsies, dude. The scene when they're coming into the town and you see all the old Cadillacs and stuff. Oh, so cool, so sick, so What's sick. That gypsy mama too. Mm. Well, she's a big thing in this movie. She's basically the. I mean, Lemke would be the main. I don't want to say antagonist because. He's not really wrong either. They killed his daughter and they got away with it. Yeah, it's hard to say. You could you could look at the antagonist from both sides. You know, it's not really a clear cut in this movie. Nobody is good in this movie. Nobody. And you know what, man? Hundred percent. That's like the real world. Not at nobody. Yeah. That's what I do appreciate nobody about it. There's is a innocent. lot of character flaw, but that's reality. Yeah, nobody is perfect. Everybody is is gonna try to you know look out for themselves when it comes down to it you know but i really feel like nobody is actually a protagonist in this movie not one person no nobody do you like certain characters more maybe you might hate everybody in this movie you know you no know, i'm trying but to think of who, about who i actually and i feel like i sympathize with the gypsies most in uh -huh. a way you know like which dude I, it's it's an internal battle of I, there's moments i feel bad for uh, our main character. There's moments I feel bad for the gypsies. There's never a moment where I feel bad for the fucking wife because I think she's a horrible fucking person. So, I, I don't know, dude. This movie definitely makes me... F I think the only person that I truly feel one way about is Joe Montana's fucking character. I think it's the <laughs> only character that I'm really set in to be like, yeah. Richie Janelli, the fucking hammer. This guy gets it. Richie the Hammer, bro. Anytime I see the hammer in something, I just think of uh what the hell was Jim his name? the Hammer uh, Shapiro. Is that the guy, <laughs> right? I <laughs> know, uh, dude. I'm I'm thinking of from fucking uh 
uh, Bronx Warriors or whatever the fuck it's called. Oh, dude, we had this fucking... I don't don't know if this was like a local thing for me growing up or if it was like a national... Everybody has like those lawyers that would like, you know, you'd see on daytime TV and shit. like Bender and Bender or something or like Salino and Barnes. Dude, I'm pretty sure fucking that Barnes dude who just died from Salino and Barnes, he like... Yeah. That's fucking Chris Barnes' brother, bro. Wait... I'm almost, real? I'm almost positive. Like, that's the Barnes. No fa- way. Dude, they're from fucking Buffalo. And, like, everyone has told me that that's fucking Chris Barnes's brother. So I'm going to look that up. I'll look that up. We'll look get it back up. To that. But if That'll it's not his brother, week, they we'll have to be this. somehow related. I mean, how many Barnes are in Buffalo? But anyways, <sighs> growing up, we had this fucking commercial of these lawyers, man. And they, they banned these kind of commercials after a while because, like, they were, like, over the fucking top. There would be, like, fire and, like, all these different things were going on. And this guy would come on. He'd be like, I'm Jim the Hammer Shapiro, and I'll smash your opponents into nude. It was like a fucking wrestling promo for this lawyer, and it was the best shit ever. Dude, if you get a lawyer and he cuts a promo, I'm in. You're going to win some money. You're going to win some money. But uh, (laughs) I was thinking of uh, Vic Morrow's character from 1990 Bronx Warriors, RIP. Vic Morrow was actually killed during the making of the Twilight Zone movie. No when, shit. Uh, yeah, well, you know when the helico- the helicopter scene where it crashes and he's carrying the two kids? Yeah, yeah. All of them died. All of them died during that scene. Damn. Like in real life. There was an accident. Like they literally all of them died. That's wild. Uh, dude, Vic Morrow is is very, is is missed by many people. He was a great actor, great character. Uh, dude, Richie is 100% my favorite character in this whole fucking movie. The way that he treats uh, Billy, like when he's called basically to help him, he he's acting like he's fucking related to him. Like that's his brother. Like when he's like, don't worry, man, like we're going to figure this out. Like when Billy's all sickly and like thin, he's like rubbing his fucking back in the bathroom while he's hacking up a lung. So like, you know what okay. I mean? We got to probably put a little bit of like relevance to this character. In the beginning, uh, Richie is this mob character uh, that Billy is getting off. He's Billy is his lawyer, and there's been some kind of uh, there's been a hit put out on another mobster. But fucking Billy's able to get uh, Richie off of the crime. You know, he figures out the loophole, or whatever, and he's off of it and shit. So like, Richie owes Billy, you know, big time for saving his ass oh, from yeah. this crime and shit. So because of that, you know, there's even a scene on a boat where like Richie's like, even after I pay your, you know, your law firm a fortune. I'm still going to owe you for the rest of my life. So he feels like indebted to him and shit. Like that was my best, you know, Joe Montana. It wasn't very good, (laughs) but, uh, Joe Montana, Joe Montana. (laughs) So fucking, uh, so like, I think that's like, you know, why he like has that, like, you know, that camaraderie with him and that, that bond where he feels like he needs to help him. But dude, how, okay. So first of all, I'm supposed to believe that the Italian mafia is operating in a small town in fucking Maine. <laughs> and that yeah. this motherfucker is going to be like, yeah, let me go shoot up some fucking gypsies from my lawyer friend over here. It just, 100%, it, it's just, dude. it's so out of left field for what I would expect from a fucking Stephen King novel, dude. But then no, again, he's down for life. you have to expect the unexpected from Stephen King. Dude, Salem's Lot, Hubie Marston is a fucking mafia hitman living in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, what the fuck is going... Is there, like, a big mafia thing in Maine that we don't know about? 
explode. <laughs> well, maybe now. I think I. it's probably everywhere. Is this guy, you know, Billy Bats up in Maine? Probably We're not. We're going to get but... into the lumber business, see? We're going to make a fortune. <laughs> well, you know what, dude? He, honestly, is the only trustworthy person in the whole movie. Yeah, legit. He, He's down he for his people. He sticks to his I, word. I dig that. Dude, he sticks to his word. He helps out Billy, even though he's doing like nefarious shit. He still helps him, he right? A sexy he ring, doesn't back so down. Cool. <laughs> and, he, and he survives, right? He doesn't, nothing happens. He just disappears. That's it. I love that. How about I, the dude I that he gets the, killed, though? Like that innocent fucking dude that, like, he gets. This dude gets money, a chicken shoved down his fucking throat. Dude, he fucking. Uh, he walks up to him. Fucking Joe Montana walks up to him and says, Oh, the money fairy's here, or whatever. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I love this guy. I love it. I fucking love Joe Montana. But, you know, Joe Montana as, like, a mafia boss slash hitman or whatever. Awesome. Dude. Awesome. You know, he's like a better Chaz Palminteri from a Bronx Tale. He's like a better version of that. I, I it, so for like me, like I've, I guess he's like commonly played this kind of role before and shit like that, which makes sense. But like you know, for me, it's an Airheads thing. So I don't, I never saw him as a gangster. I saw him as this like surfer, fucking rock and roll DJ guy. So this was like totally out of left field for me where he comes in and he's like supposed to be this badass. And I had a very hard time taking him seriously, especially when he has like a fucking what looked like kind of like an AK-47 at the fucking gypsy camp. And he's like unloading on them. It looks fucking ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't in a Bronx tale. He just reminds me of the guy that's in it. But... I want to actually, because you you brought up the AK-47 and shooting up the gypsy camp. I want to actually, dude, who who thought I would ever say that line on this podcast? Actually, I probably, yeah, actually, that's, it's not that unlikely with the type (laughs) of shit that we watch. But, you know, we were, we brushed over Lemke's, I guess that would be his granddaughter or great granddaughter or whatever. It's his great granddaughter. Um, She fucking suffers more than anybody. She loses her grandmother, right? She loses her husband. He's the one that gets fucking blown oh, away by. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like a fucking like, Pukula brother from fucking Pee Wee's Big Top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she's basically sexually harassed by these guys throughout, like in the beginning of the movie, when they first show up to me, like she's really kind of innocent in this whole thing, too. Right. Joe Montana beats the shit out of her fucking almost threatens her with acid uh, and all that, dude, like she's another one that she didn't deserve what she went through either right she's just trying to be a fucking just be a human just living dude and like i don't know i really liked her character too and like she was running around that fucking carnival like she was bart simpson with that fucking slingshot dude and she was looking so beautiful i just i might be in love with her i'm not gonna lie dude there's an interview i believe it's her no dude no (laughs) No, 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 no. Am I wrong? <laughs> I I was listening to another podcast and they mentioned this and I went and looked it up. I don't remember the name of the podcast, but if you YouTube Conan O'Brien worst interview, it's her. Carrie Werher, huh? She's all, or Werher? Dude, she's, all, she's like all fucking like hopped up on something. Like she, you can tell she's all fucking hey, like, yeah, she's, all zazzed, she's all zazzed out, <laughs> like all fucking like. Like trying to fucking, you know, when people try too hard, 
It's like relax. You're on. You're on fucking. You you're riding the the, uh, the white the speed horse right now. Is a little too intense. <laughs> Gotta quit fucking gritting your teeth, there, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like her as a character, she's great in that role. She plays it perfectly. She's great in Anaconda. I love her in yeah, that movie. Is that her? Is that her? That's, that's her. Dude. She's in Anaconda. Jesus. She's no, I, what a isn't career. Isn't she an eight-legged freaked also? With fucking David Arquette? You, you, oh, shout out to David Arquette. Come on the He's, come on the podcast, David Arquette. No, we want to have a WCW champion on this bitch. We if, love you. If I could get Arquette, I would be fucking down. I'll hit him up. I'll say. I know some people. I know some people that know some people. <laughs> we won't even talk about Scream. We'll just we'll just talk about no, whatever he wants. I hate Scream. I don't even want to talk about that, bro. I just want to talk about <sighs> fucking that sweet ass movie you did with fucking Macho Ready Man to Rumble. Randy Savage. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. We'll we'll cover that one day. <laughs> but you know, the the actual casting of this movie is pretty good, right? Like everybody fits their role very well. You know, the characters in the movie are interesting. I think all of them are. I really don't know what's to dislike about this movie. The story is cool. The way that it ends is cool. The whole like middle of the movie is awesome. It's like a big mind fuck the whole time. I, I don't know what's to hate here. You know, I think it <laughs> I, I I think maybe because of personally about like just some like shit that I've been doing recently in my life. Like I've I've lost like a lot of fucking I've lost over twenty pounds and like I've been trying to get in I touched shape. your face. Dude, I touched your face. I said, Damn. And like, <laughs> and I know what a bitch losing weight is, man. And like, just trying to be like healthy and stuff. So like, I, I just, it's just it's like a weird movie for me to watch right now, I guess. But I guess that kind of made it a little funky, but like, it's not a bad movie, dude. Like this has great elements to it. I just think that it's like a little cut and paste where it's like, here we have gypsies and we have the mafia and we have like all these fucking like weird things that are intertangled and happening in Maine for some reason. So uh, it was just hard for me to like put all these things together, but it's, it's, it's definitely enjoyable. I would 100% watch this again. So you were saying about, you know, you're currently losing weight and all that stuff. And one thing that I really, really, really genuinely liked from this movie was when Billy goes to the carnival to go see Lemke and he's doing the guess your weight. And he's like, you weigh 159 or whatever. Then he's like next week. 142 great. and then the week after that ooh, i don't even want to yeah, it's yeah, so good yeah. oh my god dude that whole scene is great and then the the great granddaughter's like oh we'll give you a prize anyway and the fucking dolls on the wall are him the cop and the judge in their fucked up state awesome dude don't tell me that's not that cool is hell. really cool you know and like i man like i i've I totally forgot watching this that this was a Tom Holland thing and now looking back on it and like thinking about it, it makes so much sense. There's so many like similarities. Not obviously it's not, Oh, this is just like child's play, but there's so many like, uh, filming techniques and just like style choices, vibes that are given off that this totally makes sense that this is one of his films. And it kind of makes me appreciate it a little bit more. It makes me give a little bit more understanding to what he was trying to do as well. Yeah, yeah. I I really think that this was a really good effort for the time that it came out and the money that was used to make it. Because we've watched movies with bigger budgets that look even worse oh, and yeah, are trash. done way worse. Apparently, Tom Holland was offered either this or The Stand 
and he picked this because the stand was so long. He was like, I don't know how the fuck to make this movie. Like, it's not possible to pare this down. And they ended up making the stand into a TV series, which, you know, is cool. But I feel like if you were a legit director and everything, I feel like a lot of these guys would rather have things go to theaters than straight to TV. I think yeah, especially you gotta make in the sure. 90s at that point, maybe not so yeah. much like, you know, when Tobe Hooper took it up in like the 70s, TV was still more of like a, a big deal. The Wild West. You know, yeah. there wasn't cable really that yet. So like you were watching it, everybody watched the same thing. So, you know, everybody yeah. experienced Salem's Lot together. Whereas yeah. in the 90s, you know, Maybe some people watched the stand. Maybe some people fucking did it. You know, you know, it wasn't that, that yeah. big of a phenomenon. Yeah. I would also say that when you're writing for TV or making a movie for TV, you have to be more aware of the mainstream, like you said. So you can't make it as weird. You can't make it as fucked up. Like he said that he had a different ending and they had to change it because, you know, the test audiences didn't get it. So imagine you sent that over the airwaves, like a TV show miniseries yeah. or whatever. And everybody's just like, oh, I don't get the ending. They hate it. That yeah. would ruin you. Dude, that would ruin you. That would fucking ruin you, man. I mean, granted, like they did the the shining that oh, I don't know how many so people bad. like that fucking Yeah, I don't know how many people like that TV remake. Please let me know if you do. I want to know <laughs> why. It's not terrible, but it's not something I would ever put on and watch ever again. You know what I mean? It's something like that. It's not like it, where it is a fucking it's a TV movie that they somehow managed to make scary. Yeah, they somehow Lot. managed. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, see now Salem's lot. Like we talked about last week was from the seventies. Like you said, you had a little bit more compare, leeway back sure. then. Yeah. You had, you, they weren't cracking down yet. There was no satanic panic in America. People really, you know, it was a different time. Now it, you're already in the nineties. You're dealing with all that censorship. You're dealing with mainstream TV. You're dealing with a novel that is, you know, well-known people know who, all these people involved Extremely and they came long. out making, yeah, they made out, they made out, you know, great there. They, they made a memorable clown horror film that people are still talking about. People are still debating if it's better or worse than new ones that are coming out. It's true. Now, something like, something like thinner. If you put that straight to TV, you know how much of that you would have already had a cut just because people didn't, you know, even the thing with like the, the great granddaughter, like showing her panties, like they would probably oh, cut yeah, that out if it true. was playing on channel four. Man, that uh, really the guys ruined this movie for me. If they cut that out, <laughs> the judges like uh lizard face or whatever, like they probably would have cut that out too. When he looks all ball scary and shit. Oh, we could, I forgot to mention this fucking, the fucking Bart Simpson with the ball bearing move that the, the chick does. <sighs> She shoots Brutal. the dude's hand with a ball bearing with that slingshot. Brutal, dude. It's like Pocket fucking rocket, baby. stigmata immediately on his motherfucking hand. It's so great. I don't think people realize that people actually hunted with slingshots. Like that was originally what like you used that shit for. Like you were killing bearing? animals Ooh. with that thing. Dude, that shit would go right through your fucking hand. Hell yeah. That thing would go through your fucking skull, probably, from that, like, distance. Oh, if she hit him in the head, me? it would have fucking killed him, for sure, dude. It, it destroyed his hand. What an odd weapon choice, though, right? Know, it was, like, it, what, it was a, what a weird thing. It was to see her have it. Yeah, I thought it was cool, though. It's a good thing, because what, are you going to have her, like, shoot him with a gun? I mean, there is a gunfight later on, but, like, it's not really as effective as something weird like that. Like, 
I don't know. I kind of like that idea yeah, too. I don't know there's, there's I really a gypsy to have for a, as a weapon, you know? Yeah, like what is a gypsy weapon? Bow and arrow, maybe? No, no. Like I, I, a knife, a knife, right? For sure. like, yeah, like a throwing knife. I could see that. Yeah, yeah I could see that. I feel like it's, it's more of like a hand-to-hand combat, like they're going to strangle you with like a garrot wire or something like that. Probably some pixie you know, ducks to blind you and then punch you in the nuts or <sighs> something. Maybe. They're going to great mood of you, right? They're going <laughs> to hit you with the green mist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're going to be like, ah, oh, and then you're going to end up dead in the funhouse, right? You're going to be getting eaten by some mutant. But there's really not much in this movie that I, I don't like. It goes by really fast. Can you... It's not a slow movie. No, you, it was at any point it was enjoyable. a drag. Like I said, like it wasn't like I was sitting here like, oh, fuck. I was actually like watching it and I was like kind of surprised it was over when it was over. I was like, oh shit, this was this wrapped up pretty quick. And it was actually no part of it where I was like, you know, clicking on the thing to see how long was left, which some movies I have yeah. to. But this one I was like, Man, yeah, I'm I'm in it. So what would what do you think about the ending? So Billy ends up getting Lemke to relent. And put the curse into a pie, which can now be passed on to somebody else, which is, I would say I've heard of that before in other movies that like, you can't get rid of the curse, but you can pass, pass it to it somebody on. else. Right. And that's how it is in, it in the uh, pie. In, what's it called? And drag uh, me to hell. Yeah. You have to pass the button on or whatever it was. And yep. And she ends up fucking up, putting the wrong thing in there and that screws her. But in this one, he has the pie. And he gives it to his cheating wife, which she eats. He wakes up the next morning. She's dead. But when he goes downstairs, what does he see? Another used plate. Turns out his daughter. Yep. His daughter ends up eating a piece of the pie. And that's the only thing that he loves in the whole movie is his daughter. He'll do anything for you. You can tell that they have a great relationship and all that. And he sees that his daughter ate the pie. And he's like, can't fucking believe it. And he takes the, the fork. He's going to go, you know, dig in himself. So he also dies. And who knocks on the door? Dr. Mikey, right? His suspicions and were true. He acts all cool. Like, no, man, just come in. Like, well, let's talk about it. Like, I got a nice pie to eat. Calls it a breakfast and he, and he, pie. Look at the fuck is breakfast yeah. pie. <laughs> but he has like this smile on his face. You can tell he's going to feed it to him, too. Like, I would never I love that ending. eat someone's pie if they offered it to me like that. I'd be like, why are you grinning about pie like this? What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Dude, are you kidding me? If you were at my house, I'm like, yo, dude, you want some of this? You're going to be like. Hell yeah. yeah! I'd probably eat the pie. <laughs> pretty gullible. I would. I'd eat the fucking dude. Who would ever think that you? Because I'm fairly certain Mike, the doctor, doesn't think that he knows anything is really going on. Right? I, he still thinks he's kind of in the suspect. dark. I think towards the end, he's starting to get that uh, that idea. But it's not confirmed. So my I, my take on this ending: there's some things that I like. There's some things that I don't like. I wish, okay, so why the curse is finally uh, reversed for Billy is, you know, fucking Joe the Hammer Montana fucking is helping him out. And they ended up kidnapping the, the, the great granddaughter there. And he brings her back to this uh, stakeout place. And he, you know, threatens her with this acid and shit. But they let her go and then she runs back and, you know, tells the grandpa look they're doing this and shit so they decide that you know they're going to be free i think that's kind of anticlimactic i do kind of in a way wish 
that she got the acid on the face or something oh like that. Oh my god, dude, imagine. <sighs> because it doesn't kill her, but it's also like, you know, tick for tat for what's been going on. They've been going back and forth with like, oh, we're going to kill this person, we're going to attack you, we're going to kill your dogs, we're going to fucking stick the chicken down this guy's throat. So it's been this like kind of back and forth battle where I feel like that last thing with this great granddaughter really wasn't that bad he just kind of took her to this barn and threatened her like ah you know if you don't do what i say i'm gonna be real mad and shoot you where it's like all right that's really not gonna (laughs) fucking do it for me like if if this whole thing is building up like she needs the acid in the face you know she needs to get fucking mutilated now it's like okay this has to end i don't want her to die i'm gonna give the fucking curse here's how you get rid of the curse that yeah. makes more sense to me than it just how it played out. I do like the fact that the wife eats the pie because she's a fucking bitch who was sleeping with the doctor and took no responsibility for the blowjob in the car, which she ultimately denied it was a fucking problem. 50-50. Even afterwards. That was 50-50. Yeah, that was a 50-50 responsibility. A 50-50 responsibility that she fucking acted like it was nothing. That it was yeah. not the reason why the accident happened. It was the gypsies fault. Yep. The accident happened. And yep. she does. If anybody in this fucking movie deserved the fate that they got, it's the fucking wife. In my opinion, I, I actually agree with that. Never once do you hear her speak sympathetically about like the woman dying. Never no. once does she really, she's just kind of always blowing it off. There was no crime. What did we get off for? Nothing happened. And even exactly. when he brings up the blowjob and she's like, well, it's not, it wasn't like, you know, that was the distracting factor. She ran out between cars and was like, being like, she, I didn't hear you try to stop me either, which is true. He didn't try to stop her, but doesn't 50/50. fucking stop you from doing it. That was 50, 50, a hundred percent. They, they both were at fault. They both ended up paying for it because his daughter is going to pass now because of it. Yeah. You know, the do- the wife is going to pass and all that because of it. Does well, he still does. kill himself when he the doctor eats the pie? Does he still eat it or does he live on? I think he lives on. I like to yeah. think he lives on after I like that. that idea yeah, too. that like he's like he's like twisted after that. You know what I mean? And in the book, he does eat it. He does. He does. Oh, does actually. He? I, yeah, I forgot yeah, it's a book, yeah. so it makes sense. Yeah, there would be an. End. Yeah, yeah. He does. He does take himself out too. But I like the idea that he's just like after that, he's just twisted. You know what I mean? Like his daughter ate it. His life is pretty much fucked after that. Or maybe he wants a new start. You never know. You don't know. So this, the story is like actually like really strong. Like the actual, like, you know, the whole premise of this book, I think is great. I think there, there could be some changes as far as like some weird things, like with the mafia character and stuff. It could have been any other kind of character role besides a mafia character that came to help him, that would have made more sense. I think. So I think it would be cool to see maybe a modern adaptation of this story, not like a remake of this film in particular, but maybe like a different take on the story, the screenplay or whatever that, you know, yeah. Try again. King wrote out again. I'd be interested to see. I, I agree with that. What do you think, man? Do you think you would actually, I know you're not much of a reader, so I'm not going to say go read the book. Would you listen to the audio book of this? Oh yeah. I listen to a lot of audio books. Actually. I just have a hard time like reading and comprehending what I've just read. So like I could yeah. read a whole book and not know what the fuck I just read. Yeah. Thinking well, that's about the thing. Some, shit the entire fucking time. Like, man, I wish I could some people some are instead of reading this fucking <laughs> book. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <they're, they're, laughs> 
Um, but no, I, I would definitely listen to this on a, on an audio book. I think that like it's a it's a fucking great story. The the entire like you know the idea of him being cursed. He's a it, it, it's this is original. Like you know, especially because you know in the nineties when or even in the eighties when he wrote the book, uh, weight in America was just becoming this like bad thing of being like yeah it's time to work out it's time to get in shape south beach diet and all that shit stop being fat americans and shit like that so like it it totally it's it's a cool narrative on that aspect of society and it it could be really well done and this is this isn't bad i just think it could really take off in a cool direction i agree with that i i really think they actually did a solid job with this movie could it have gone and maybe like a little harder? Oh, that'd probably. Be cool. But you know, we you have restrictions when it comes. We always yeah, want things ha- to go know, harder. So. <laughs> dude, we we always say that. But you know, realistically, if a studio is giving you fourteen million dollars or whatever to make a movie, you're at you're at their fucking mercy. Yeah. You know what I mean? If they don't want you to put blood in the movie, guess what? There's no fucking blood in that movie or it's, it's not, not getting made million. or put out. <laughs> yeah. You know, a lot of people don't realize, like, it's not Tom Holland's fault. You know what I mean? Like, if they tell him to change the ending, you got to change the ending. For sure. That's, that's it. You know, I think they did a good job with what they had. The story, that shows how strong the story is. That it, that no matter what, with all the bullshit, all the little stuff, it's still fucking awesome. It's still entertaining. And the thing... The thing that I like about it the most is that every character walks the line. Everybody's on the fence. You know what I mean? They're not terrible, but they're not good either. You know what I mean? Like maybe the judge is terrible because he's supposed to be straight down the middle, upholding, you know, the law, indifferent. Judge's like, wife character. Great. Great fucking. Oh, role. yeah. Dude, she's starting to have the breakdown too. Because he's like turning into a lizard and she can't fucking handle yeah, it either. She, she blames Billy. Goes back awesome. to the casting. Really solid casting for all the different roles. Really good. She has a line at one point where she's talking to Billy on the phone and she says, well, one positive thing, he always wanted to be cremated. Yeah, That's dude, because that was he drove great. his car into the fucking gas truck. Like, oh my God. I, I don't like want to spoil like everything in this movie because I really think it's worth watching it's an easy watch. It's very entertaining. It's just, to me, it's like peak mainstream 90s low-budget horror. That's what that's what this is to me. You know? Like, you're not, it's not quite as shitty as like a full moon straight-to-video thing. No, this is like a leprechaun like, level. I agree. I agree. This movie. is leprechaun. This is leprechaun level horror. It's like that second tier. It's not bottom. It's not top. It's like that middle tier where it's got a little thing, you know, a little for everybody. I think most people can fucking, you know, figure out what's going on. There's some, there's some confusing things, but also maybe if we read the book and knew the original story, maybe we could fill in those dots, which we will in the future. I, I'm going to actually read this now after watching the movie again and looking into it a little bit more. I'm very curious of, you know, to actually read the novel myself. You get the rundown from other people, but it's always nice to actually go through it, you know, get your own opinion of it. Oh, yeah. But I, I think I think this movie 100% inspired me to actually watch it. Pet Cemetery never did that. 
I never uh, watched Pet Cemetery and went like, oh, I'm going to go read the book. Yeah, I could, you know? yeah that's just a different level of not good, in my opinion. <sighs> well, you don't like the original Pet Cemetery? Not a big fan of the of the story. Not a big fan of either the original or the remake. I yeah. Just... Similar ending, though. Yeah, no, downer, it's true. Downer end. Semi kind of downer ending. Like, it's not kind of Stephen Well, that's King a definite downer. Yeah, yeah. Which I think most horror movies should end in a bad way. Oh, yeah. I, I don't hate think happy the good guy should horror movies, dude. Yeah, I don't think the good guy should ever win unless it's Dawn of the Dead because I love Ken Ford. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> all right. You know, so in, in true Grizz fashion, I am going to make our our connection of this movie to the one and only Rob Zombie. So here we go. Oh, my God. Please lay it on me. <clears throat> the bitch of a wife in this movie uh, Heidi Halleck is the, the character's name, and she's played by Lucinda Jenny. Lucinda Jenny is married to one Bill Mosley, who we all know. Still? Still, to this day, is Bill Mosley's wife. And she was played, or she played in uh, the latest Devil's Rejects movie, Three from Hell. She played in the movie as a cast member named Nebraska. I don't can't remember the character off the top of my head but she is billed as being in that movie so there we go a cast member from that movie is also cast in three from hell from rob zombie and is married to bill mosley dude i cannot fucking believe that awesome that's like that's dude we, we're just connecting rob zombie to everything we do now that's gonna be Jesus, our like right? kevin bacon like connection thing is how can we connect every movie that's what we have to do how can we connect every movie we do in some way back to Rob Zombie? From now on, that's the new game. Every week, we're going to figure out how to connect it and to Rob Zombie. If we can't do it, I would love to hear somebody else figure out how to do it. Let's do it, baby. I think that just about wraps it up for uh, Thinner, right? Uh, definitely go watch it. Definitely go check it out. You're probably going to have to rent it. I didn't see it for free. You could buy the tape very cheap. I'm sure the DVD is even cheaper, and I don't know if there's a Blu-ray out there I that know, I don't yeah. know about. I mean, I, I'm probably going to watch this again. I want to show my girlfriend this because I think she's going to get a kick yeah. out of it. So I'll watch it again. You you would probably be okay with just buying the DVD or a cheap VHS tape. You know, oh, yeah. Or rent it on Amazon. It's probably three or four bucks, whatever. Yeah, I rented that's it probably on Amazon how much the, for three bucks. That's probably how much the tape costs if you're collecting tapes. It's, it's probably a $5 tape at this point, if that. If you that. could probably find it if you just stop being a cents. fucking lazy fuck. <laughs> I uh, I actually watched. I have a promo copy of Thinner. I have a normal copy, but I also watched. I watched the promo copy this week. Oh, with the that flaps. Has the fold out. Yeah, it has the fold out with all the thinner like merchandise oh, and stuff you can shirt. buy. Just swag, yeah, baby. Dude, I'm all. Yeah, can you? Can you? I, I like that. Is that yeah. Pogs? <laughs> is it? I don't think it is. I think it might be coasters. They like to give away coasters and change. Uh, what are those things called? Change pouch? Oh, the little like uh, rubber vagina things that you used to get. That you put oh, change in. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. You remember how hard it was to take a fucking quarter out of that oh, if you dude. had more than one coin Forget in it? About it. <sighs> that was something like my grandma used to give me, like back in the day. It would be from like Citizen Bank or some. Yeah, shit. the laundry like, mat would have their fucking logo posted yeah. on it or some. Yeah, shit. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you know what? I'll use it now. If somebody gave me one. Hey, everybody, <laughs> yeah. send me your coin. Send me a coin pouch. We're going to have bad taste <laughs> coin pouches at the next yeah. event. You see us. <laughs> send, send me your coin pouch and send a picture of your coin pouch to Grizz. How about that? All right. Let's head over to the video drop box. 
Okay, we're back in the video drop box, our favorite part of the movie because we get to see what we get tortured with next week. But I think we're all gonna be rather pleased because we will be watching the 2021 release of Mortal Kombat. Yeah. We gushed so hard said, over this it. that we needed to get the mop and we decided that we have to talk about it for over an hour next week. Yep. So it will be spoiler filled. It will ruin the movie if you didn't see it, but if you're like me, where nothing can ruin a movie for you, even if you're told everything about it, you know, it's going to be worth we, a listen. Even if we talked now for an hour about it, there would still be so much that you could go and see and get out of it that yes. we would not touch on that it, it would be worth it either way. You have a whole week yes. now to go watch it, so don't waste your time. Yeah, use the free trial to go get it, but let me hit the trailer right now. We'll talk a little bit more after. First learned about this seven years ago on a mission in Brazil to capture a wanted fugitive. When we got there, it tore through our unit in seconds. The target had superhuman abilities. It had the same marking you do, Cole. It's a birthmark. What do you mean? He was born with it. It's not a birthmark, Cole. It means you've been chosen. Throughout history, different cultures all over the world reference a great tournament of champions. That dragon marking? I think it's an invitation to fight for something known. Mortal Kombat. These are your champions. I'm Sonya. That's Kano. I'm Liu Kang. Thanks, Jax. Kong Lao. Lord Raiden. The fate of Earth is in our hands. No matter how many of my people you put in the ground, Fucking beauty. Okay, so I really highly advise everybody to sign up for the free trial of HBO Max. Right? It's called HBO Max now. And watch this movie. You can watch it in, in the comfort of your house, the safety of your house. You can pause, rewind, fast forward, take, take a, a shit in the middle, and not yep. miss a goddamn thing. <laughs> Movie's brutal. It's got a great story, gives you a little bit more backstory. I don't know if you're familiar with the Mortal Kombat lore, but it's very deep, it's very involved, and it's very good. This movie, I think, touches on a lot of little things. It's missing some characters, setting up for others to come in later. 
the characters that are in it i think are fucking awesome and we didn't even tell you the like we didn't even tell you the best parts of the movie yeah we didn't even touch like when we were and it's like like you were saying it 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 touches on like the original stories but it also adds to it so it gives you something new but it still sticks it still feels how it should to be a mortal Kombat story i I can't say enough good things about it and man next week's gonna be a lot of fun I agree with that. I think, you know, every time that they rewrite the lore for a movie, a game or whatever, it's always a little shitty, but I I really honestly love the lore that they used in this movie. And we Fits. are going to go wild when we talk about this next week because it is a fucking awesome film. And it's available right now, brand new. Just fucking get the uh you know the free trial you can watch i think you get it for a week just make sure that you cancel it after whenever the hell it is like everybody is doing right now (laughs) yeah 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 and you know what if you watch this movie now we'll get more later because they are paying attention to the views the watches all that shit that's how you get more of this stuff i guess even if you don't really like it i guess people are fucking downloading it like crazy well, here's my thing. I watch movies good or bad. I don't care. I want to make my own, you know, if you say the movie's awesome, I don't really care. I'm going to watch it anyway because right. I'm going to make my own opinion. We probably agree on about 50% of shit. Yeah, you know what I mean? Accurate. Like, you know, half the stuff I love, you're like, this sucks. And then you'll tell me to watch something. I'll be like, how the fuck do you watch this? <laughs> like, you know, that's why it works. Uh, if you watch it either way, you at least get a chance to see something else another day. You know what I mean? If you don't, even if the movie sucks, you gotta go because you're not gonna get more of them. That's right. If you don't go see the new horror movie that's in theaters or whatever, they're gonna stop making horror movies. Why are they you're not, not gonna, gonna put get money into something that no one's fucking going to? Exactly. So please form your own opinions and watch this shit before. Don't any. This is kind of counterproductive, I guess, to our podcast. But don't take what we say as gospel. Please watch these movies. Yeah. If we say it sucks, you may love it. If we say it, it's great, you may fucking hate it, but you only know if you watch it. And this That's is a perfect it. example of that because there's a lot of hate right now for the Mortal Kombat movie. There's a lot of love for it. So yeah, you can't take either one of those opinions just because we love it. You honestly might fucking hate it. Who knows? But you have to go and you have to see it because if you want, like Mike said, if you want other things from big studios to come out like this, you have to fucking support it. And that's why I don't mind paying yeah. the fucking three bucks to rent something like this, like thinner that I did this week. Because you know what? It's something that it's it's a small amount of money that allows content to be keep getting put up by these companies that these people, these are things that deserve to be seen, you know, like thinner. Who the fuck's going to go watch thinner out of yeah. their normal day, you know? But now you can go on Amazon, you can find it, you can pay three bucks and you can fucking watch it. You yeah. have to support shit like that. People have talked so much shit about Thinner for years. And it's always the cool thing to hate on popular stuff. It's always the cool thing to pile, dog pile onto stuff, all that shit. You see the movies we watch. You know the movies that we like. You know the things we don't like. We, we lo- I loved it. Grizz enjoyed it at least. No, Enough to watch, no, it again, watch it again to give it. Yeah. Please don't just listen to people saying things suck and then never giving it a chance because you never know how many movies do you fucking hear are terrible and you watch it and you're like, wow, that was great. Like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? It's 
Please, no Country for Old Men was that for me, dude. I saw the fucking previews for it. And I was like, this movie looks like it's going to be shit. And then I fucking actually finally like bit the bullet and watched it one day. One of my favorite fucking movies of all time. Awesome. Yeah. Stop. Don't listen to other people. Bottom line. Have your own. F- use your own fucking brain. That's that goes with anything in life. Any any situation in your life. Don't be a follower. Come to your own opinions. Use your brain. Use your reasoning. Use your judgment. You may not always be right, but at least it was your decision and not somebody else's. So, Grizz, do you have anything else that you want to add on to that? Oh, dude, I think you're. Uh, I think it's just like a. It might be like a younger dude mentality that we're talking yeah. about. You know, we're all. That was that way that when shit. I was younger. Where if anything was popular, I immediately was like, "Fuck that! I'm not wasting my time on that shit. People like it. That's got to be fucking dumb." So I think it's just like this, like young ego. I'm too fucking cool for school kind of attitude that a lot of like, especially I think horror fans might even have because they think that oh you're a fucking movie fan get over yourself dude that goes with anything music too like how many people how many people make fun of flock of seagulls seriously i'm coming at you for real right now dude you go listen to the fucking the story of a young heart album that anthony from dead heat and fright vision told me like dude you gotta listen to this i went and i listened to that album and it is Unfucking believable for like new wave type fucking music from that time. Unreal. And you hear Flock of Seagulls and you think I ran some yeah, fucking you're gonna laugh. bullshit. Yeah, you the fucking hair. Yeah. Dude, there's, I've literally never heard a better guitar tone that uses chorus in my whole fucking life than that album. And you know what? It caused me to adjust my guitar playing because I heard and I said, wow, I can, I want to sound like that. That tone is You know what I mean? Great. You may, not, you may fucking, not apply it the same way they're applying it. But you can appreciate how they're able to get that tone, and you're, you can see yeah. how you can use it to your benefit. You just gotta exactly. be fucking you're, open your mind to shit, dude. I used to be so close-minded to so many different things, and like you really yeah. are only limiting Everybody's, yourself when you do shit like that. Exactly. Everybody start start thinking more broadly, please, please. Don't hate on people for things they like and things all they aspects, do. Things, think fucking more broadly yeah. about your tiny minuscule fucking life. Yeah, yeah. Just because something's weird, don't mean it's bad. Right? <laughs> Let's do it. All right, man. Uh, Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you could find me at Bad Taste Video, and you could find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. Uh, we're trying to update the Patreon with more stuff that we'd probably get thrown off of for doing because it's probably not legal. Uh, I don't know. If, you're stuck. If, if you're a cop, don't. Don't don't rat us out. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go check us go check us out on our website, which has everything we do on there. And come back next week for a little MK action because we are gonna be fucking. We're gonna be ready for some fatalities, baby. Maybe Test Tito will come. Uh, they can come back also. We'll see. Tito will be back next week. Uh, I can't wait. Tito's vodka. If you want to fucking also so you know support us. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, hey, Tito. I wouldn't take- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that and Blue Chew, please, uh, if you guys (laughs) want to support us. We wouldn't turn you down either. So uh, we'll see you next week. Please get ready for some Mortal Kombat.